Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Dear listener, as it turns out, a large quantity of ridiculous sports do take place here in the British Isles. And so, I would like you to stand as we sing our British anthem together. As a nation. God save oh shit, it's King now, isn't it? Whoops. Hello sports fans and welcome to the 38th edition of the Ghost Podcast. I'm your host for this evening and you may call me Vinny. Now my two usual friends with me, who you may also call Mork and Sebek. How are the two of you doing? Fucking belter mate. I'm a little bit ill today. I took the day off but I've kind of slapped it off. I'm feeling a lot better. Nice. Love to hear it. Back stronger. Back stronger. Back stronger. Um, Yourself Mork. Very good, yeah. Me and the missus stayed away for our first ever night without the uh, little toe rags running around um, <laughs> in a very fancy hotel that you two absolutely slated me for because I nearly laughed and said, are you fucking joking, when the woman at the front desk asked me if I wanted newspapers delivered to my room for the morning. <laughs> and also you got in a half when it turned out they weren't streaming the United match. <laughs> yeah, I was like sat in the bar. I've just had a ludicrously expensive pint. It's thirty pounds for a glass of wine. There's not even the fucking footy on. What was going on? It's probably better you didn't watch the Liverpool match because it might have put you put your day down a bit. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Look, we went out for dinner just just as like the second half was getting underway, and they they put one in. So I was like, ah, oh, bun this. Let's go for some food. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Jen's all Jen's all dressed up. She's been waiting for forty five minutes. <laughs> You're in your full kit. Jim <laughs> <laughs> pads and all on the bed. <laughs> you even got my boots on. You're warming up. You're like opening the gate, like really stretching. Yeah. Like, you like, oh, fuck this. They've just gone. They've got a goal down. Oh, fuck it. This. Fuck it. Let's go. Should I get into them? Yeah, go ahead. Let's go. Right. Well, sports have been around for probably as long as humans have been around. 
In fact, experts believe, or at least the first line of Wikipedia reads, <laughs> that our hunger for pitting people against each other for the fun of it dates back as far as 70,000 BCE. Which is pretty shocking. I don't even know how they know that, to be honest, because I think cave paintings yeah. aren't that old. But apparently, according to the first line of Wikipedia, <laughs> <laughs> that's the research that goes on here. The earliest known sports included wrestling, sprinting and swimming. But as technology got better over time and people stopped needing to expend their day's energy just for survival, more and more ludicrous sports started popping up. Such as the traditional Central Asian sport of buzkashi, or goat pulling, which is still played and is very popular today in Afghanistan, despite the banning of it by the Taliban 20 years ago. Or the ancient Chinese sport of kuju, or kickball, which I'm sure never really caught on. But, yeah. nowadays, <laughs> but nowadays, there are hundreds of these niche sports throughout the world. And today, I'd like to know which one is the greatest of these ridiculous sports. Uh, and I think... I want to go first. Sebek, you go first. Okay. So, <laughs> what makes a sport ridiculous? That's the question I posed to myself when I started researching this. Is it about how silly it is? Is it about how outrageous and zany it is? Is it about being like a sort of an edgelord, a bit of a mid-2000s sort of, oh, look at me? Um, because if it was, I'd probably pick something really, like, really lame, like sort of planking or cheese rolling or, like, extreme ironing. But, like, that's not ridiculous. That's just sort of... It's just like attention-seeking. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I picked that, I'd be so embarrassed of myself. And then I was like, God, can you imagine, like how unattractive my partner would be. And like, God, imagine if I had a kid and I had to go home and be like, yeah, I thought that just doing a bit of ironing on something a bit edgy was like cool. Like I actually thought that was cool. And I was so, I made myself feel a bit sick. So I stopped thinking about it for a few days and I kind of got over it. And I thought, no, what makes a sport really ridiculous is taking something that's already quite dangerous and just making it way more dangerous for no real reason. Um... And so I decided, once I decided that a really ridiculous sport had to be ridiculously dangerous, I started thinking about what's the most dangerous thing a human being can do? Die. Die. Exactly. It's <laughs> pretty dangerous. So, extreme suicide. No. So, my... <laughs> extreme suicide. <laughs> well, no, because you're all... <laughs> oh, wowie. My first thought was water. As a being, as a sort of an animal, we're not designed to go in the water. We're not. We're, we're just about waterproof. Most of us can swim. Sorry, Michael. True. But like, it's not. It's not what our. It's not our forte, and we can't hold our breath. We definitely can't go underwater. Like going underwater, mm. we are totally out of our depth. Um, pun fully intended. But then I thought. Nice. You know, and I started looking into cave diving and free diving, and, and I thought they are pretty fucking stupid. But I don't know if they're the most stupid. Like, at the end of the day, we can learn to swim. Most of us can. And um, we can learn to hold our breath for a really long time. A lot of shade being thrown here. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> what am I? But what, but Seven, what we I can't like, do... Kicked your cat or something. But what we can't do and what we've never been able to do, <laughs> no matter how hard we try is fly. We can't fly. Mm. We we cannot survive in the air. Okay? 
So I've realised that the most dangerous sport, the most ridiculous sport, had to be airborne in some way. And so you're probably thinking, I went for skydiving. And I agree, jumping out of a plane is inherently ridiculous. We're not designed no, to fly. We're not designed to fly. <laughs> We're not designed to bounce. So the act of free falling is ridiculous, no matter which way you look at it. We are totally out of place. There is no more ridiculous. No, that was awesome. We're a land-based mammal in the air. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Well, you can jump. Yeah, but you can't free fall. Jumping from like 15,000 feet and just tanking. through. There's nothing more stupid than just watching a shaved ape, which is what we are, just (laughs) rolling around whilst tanking towards the ground at 75 miles an hour. A little bit of cord, a giant plastic bag will stop you hitting the ground so hard you fucking die. Yeah, but it does. When I went skydiving, I wasn't falling around. I was doing Superman. <laughs> Look, it's stupid. We don't belong in the sky. I loved it. I thought it was probably the greatest thing I've ever done skydiving. I would have, I would have just gone ra- like I would have been like a kid on like a helter skelter. I would have just gone round and round and round and round and round. That's because skydiving isn't the most ridiculous sport. Oh, it's very dangerous, and it's not where we belong. But it's not the most ridiculous because the only way to make falling from something more dangerous is to take away the aeroplane and just jump off shit. In other words, base jumping. Now, base uh, jumping uh. stands for buildings, antennae, spans, which basically means bridges, and earth or cliffs. I think they basically chose those letters because they worked. They said the word base, which sounds cool. Um, if it was like buildings, antennae, bridges... And cliffs, it'd be like jumping, which wouldn't be as cool. <laughs> so they they pick I those. I never knew it was an acronym. I always thought it was like because you just jump from like on top of your base. Well, I think or your station or something. What? I don't know. No, I, I get it because it's like you're jumping from I a, get what you a mean, base. Yeah. Like it makes sense, but I think yeah. that's probably why they picked it that way. Is because it, yeah. it yeah, sounds okay. sounds cool. But um, if you don't know what base jumping is, it's 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 land based skydiving it's jumping off something which is grounded which is attached to the ground in some way and falling pulling a parachute and trying not to die now i'm going to tell you three reasons why this is more ridiculous than skydiving which i already believe is ridiculous when you jump out of a plane there's not much to crash into there's the plane and that disappears quite quickly that's gone and then there's maybe some other people but there's a lot of space you know, you've got a mm. lot of room that's just yours. With base jumping, by default, you're never going to be more than a few metres from the thing you jumped off of, which makes the likelihood of hitting it astronomically higher. Unless you jump off a bridge. And I know what you're thinking. I'll just jump off a bridge then. Well, that brings me on to the next point. The other reason the base jumping is so much more dangerous is the ground is a lot fucking closer. All right? Mm. A lot closer. And what that means is you don't have much time to think about it if shit hits the fan. Okay? When you jump out of a plane, Michael, how long were you free-falling for? Uh, About a minute or something like that. Something pretty small. About yeah. a minute. So if something went wrong, you've got a minute, maybe a bit longer. You know, you, do, you pull your cord after a minute to be oh, you've safe. you've got heaps longer. But, like, you yeah. could probably do two or three minutes before you hit the ground. Oh, maybe easy. even longer than that. Yeah. That gives you a lot of time to work out what's gone wrong. Say your first, your main shoot goes and yeah. you've got to work out, do I pull the cord? Do I release myself, pull my second shoot? Can I untangle myself? You've got ages. With a base jump, you've got a couple of seconds. 
max mm. you know the average mm. base jump you do about three or four seconds of free fall before you pull your shoot even if you didn't pull it to the very last minute you might be in the air for 15 seconds it's not very long to work out what you're going to do before you go splat so i get what you're saying well that's pretty dangerous i don't have very long to work out if i'm going to pull my reserve shoot you're fucking what on oh, my reserve shoot no you don't have one why i googled it <laughs> because it's completely pointless Base jumpers mm, don't yeah. have a second shoot because there isn't time to deploy it before they hit the ground. Mm. That's insane. That's, that is ridiculous. That's so stupid. You're jumping off something that's so low, there is no room for error, right? Now, that is in itself ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I think the very idea that you only have three seconds to sort a problem out before you hit the ground is fucking stupid. But let me just make my point. Let me spell it out. The average deaths per base jump is one in every 2,000 jumps. Ooh. One in every 2,000. To put that into perspective, the average deaths per parachute jump is one in every 33,000. Mm. It's astronomically more dangerous than skydiving. On average, one in 60 people who base jump regularly dies every year one in 60 Damn. yeah that's pretty big i reckon that's quite on par with cave diving that you mentioned earlier because that's really dangerous that's widely regarded as like one of all the most like easily to die sports in the world yeah it's ridiculously dangerous yeah but this is my final statistic which I just think is insane, right? So since 1981, they start... So to be called a base jumper, there's like a base jumpers association and they'll issue you with a number, which is like base one, base two. So the first guy was base one. They're up to like base 2,000 and that's 2,000 people who've done one of every kind of jump. So they've jumped off a cliff, they've jumped off a bridge, they've jumped off a building and they've jumped off an antenna. They've done all four. And then you get your base number, Right. There has been 2,000 base numbers given since 1981 when the base jumping scene sort of took off. Since mm -hmm. 1981, 439 people have died base jumping. So mm. almost a quarter of registered base jumpers have died since the sport began. That's insane, right? The guy who invented the term base jumping, a guy called Carol Bonish, died six years afterwards while base jumping was it from the base jumping or was it like he had a heart attack before he no he was he, he, he hit the ground very hard <laughs> ah, um <okay. laughs> he jumped off a cliff and hit the ground um <laughs> the man with the highest altitude base jump so he jumped from the highest altitude his name is valerie rosov he successfully base jumped from an altitude of 7,700 metres in 2013. He base jumped 1,000 feet and then pulled his shoe, right? He died three years later trying to recreate that stunt, okay? So I think mm. I've proved my point about being ridiculously dangerous, right? It's, it's, I've proved my point about it being a ridiculously dangerous sport. It's a ridiculous sport. But it's also ridiculous in another way. Okay. It's ridiculously cool. Base jumping <laughs> is cool. There's no other way to look at it. It's been in James Bond films. Cool. Bit rapey, but cool. It's been in Tomb Raider. <laughs> Tomb Raider 2 specifically. Very cool. Mm -hmm. It's also been in original Top Gear with Jeremy Clarkson. Very cool. 
Uh, and just to really prove this point, I want you to imagine something here. You're in the Alps, the French Alps, perhaps. You're mm-hmm. at a ski bar, you know, one of those bars at the bottom of the slopes. Me and you, Vinny, we've, we've seen them together on the school ski trips. You're hanging out. Yep. There's a lot of very good-looking guys and girls skiing around, hair down, tanned. It's pretty hot, right? They've got their skis. It's the end of the day, right? You're in the bar. You're looking around, seeing, seeing who, what's what. Then a guy walks through the door, or a girl, depending what you're into. They're wearing a fucking parachute. And they say, sup guys, sorry, I had to take the quick way down from the summit. Didn't want to miss happy hour. You calm your pants. There's no other way of saying it. <laughs> right? You pull a Michael, okay? And that is just hot. It's ridiculously hot. So in conclusion, <laughs> the most ridiculous sport is base jumping. Because it's ridiculously illogical. It doesn't make sense. We're land-based mammals. What are we doing in the air? We're not bats. We, we can't fly. Give up. Doesn't happen, right? It's ridiculously dangerous. One in 60 base jumpers will die a year. And it's ridiculously hot. And ridiculously cool. That is the most ridiculous sport. It's ridiculous in every single facet. How does that one in 60 work out if it's one in 60 a year but two what did you say like one in one in two thousand jumps end in death but base jumpers do a lot more than one jump a year so one in every 60 active base jumpers dies every year oh okay in fact there's a really famous thing where this guy who ran i think it might have been the base jumping subreddit the sort of mod of the base jumping subreddit died year upon year for like five years in a row so like the guy who ran the base jumping subreddit died and then the guy who took over from him died and then the guy who took over from him died and so on and so forth it's really fucking dangerous yeah i just looked it up i just (laughs) it's ridiculously cool i I did just uh, google it and it is the most dangerous sport in the world yep that we know of. it's not it can't be ridiculously cool what do you mean it's not ridiculously cool it is cool that's cool well i'm not very good at words so <laughs> i got the cambridge dictionary definition of ridiculous here and i think cool and ridiculous juxtapose each other and can't be used next to each other because the definition for ridiculous is stupid or unreasonable and deserving to be laughed at yeah it's laughably cool what? That Who's makes no. Who's this nerd we got with yeah, us? Also, that is. <laughs> how have you turned into reading books now? You can't be ridiculously cool because that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Right, so, if something was very cool, would you not say that's ludicrously cool? That's insanely cool. That's crazy cool. That's crazy, man. If I that's, said, no, if because I, said I would to be you, not using English proper in it, I would say that's really cool. <laughs> I've heard you say so many times that's insanely cool. (laughs) I think, Seb. That's ridiculously crazy. I don't want to trash your presentation, but I know what angle you're getting at. You trashed my potential ideas of cheese wheeling, etc., as not being, you know, as being not ridiculous sports because they're just stupid. But actually, I think that you're the one clutching at straws maybe here, trying to prove that something that is undoubtedly the most dangerous sport in the world. But is it the most ridiculous sport in the world? Well, it's ridiculous because one in 60 die. That's stupid. That's dangerous. That's stupid. But is that that deserving to be laughed at, ridiculous, or like you said, it's really fucking cool? It's ridiculously cool. It's ridiculously cool. Well, that's for Vinny to decide. Ridiculously dangerous and ridiculously cool. And ridiculous. It can't be ridiculously cool. 
<laughs> I had to bang my table just soft enough to not knock my phone over it just hard enough to get it to shake. And you did it great. You did a great job. That was perfect. Yeah, boy. Look, that's the end of my presentation. Take it for what you will. You can get caught up on on the grammar and the words. Very unlike you, Michael, but it's a nice change. Um, but that's ridiculously uncool, and this is ridiculously cool. I actually knew... Well, I'm relatives. Well, my sister, sorry. <laughs> my sister uh, did base jumping once. Did she? What? Well, not really, but this is a funny story anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I love when a good story starts with something that's not true. These are my favorite kind of stories. <laughs> um, so I can't remember what it's called, but basically there was... Uh, just outside the school that we all went to in Exeter, um, there was a kind of like the sheds where I think they had like all the electrical things in there for like the school or something like that. Mm. And my sister and her friend were on top of it. This was back when they were like, I think, 14. Uh, they were teenagers. And my sister jumped off from it and was like, wow, that was sick. And then she urged her friend to do it. And her friend was a bit hesitant. But then my sister made her do it. And then she did it. And she, uh, I think she like broke her ankle. But like <laughs> my sister wasn't having any of it and made her like walk home <laughs> the entire <laughs> way without any help. Mate, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, because she was like, "Fuck this!" If she's really hurt, I'm gonna get in trouble. Whereas if she walks home, she was obviously fine. <laughs> I, th- I th- yeah, I think she just didn't realise she'd like actually really badly hurt herself. I think she was like, "Ah, oh, come on, mate, you're just fucking being a nerd about it." <laughs> well, the, I mean, that is a cut. You've you've hit the sort of peak base jumping mentality there which is just fucking get on with it ridiculously cool that did read a story Mm. which i just thought was so funny but it's obviously funny because there's a hundred years have gone past but the first guy who kind of they credit as sort of having a bit of an idea of base jumping like the first parachutes were kind of designed to be jumped off cliffs but the first guy who was like i'm gonna jump off something really big just for the fucking hell of it was this french guy and he was like i've designed like a half parachute half coat that i can like oh my god i know flying fox and everyone at the bottom thought he was going to use a dummy and then he just jumped off with the coat and just splat on the floor (laughs) there's video footage of this yeah and like even the police were like oh fucking hell yeah i think i've seen that everyone was just like oh he actually just he did just test his own invention on himself first time and oh he died well that doesn't work like i love the (laughs) idea that he's like well what else am i gonna do it's like use a dummy just use a dummy yeah like chuck something off like a rock or something don't just jump die (laughs) that's just ridiculously cool i don't know about you guys (laughs) it's cool man uh yeah Good stuff, mate. Good stuff, mate. Uh, I'm not going to say what I think about it just yet. I'll leave that to the end until I've heard. We're we're we're, we're vibing. I can feel the vibe. We don't need to. We don't need to say it out loud. Um, and I reckon we go on to the middle bit. Middle bit. Woo. Oh, <laughs> Champagne, fireworks, everything. Everything's going nuts here. Boo boo boo. So we've got a game, as always, and. I've done this game, like, I think this is the third time I've done this game, but I don't care. I think it, I always think it's fun to do this type of game. So I've got a bunch of miscellaneous sports, which were dubbed by some article, the 25 dumbest sports ever created. So I think that uh, is relevant here. And I've got a bunch of them and where they were invented. And I want you guys to do your thing, to try and guess, and whoever's closest Okay, so we're doing, like, where in the world kind of thing. Where in the world for ridiculous sports, yep. Let's go. 
Um, so Sebek, you went first, so I'll give the first one to Mork. So Mork, you will be the first one to answer. Yep. So, uh, oh, or, by the way, these are all like translated into English, so don't be like, oh, this is an English word, so it must be, you know, England or whatever. So Sure, yeah, yeah. I'm with you, I'm with you. So, bog snorkeling. Who invented bog snorkeling? What nation was that, Mork? The UK. Wales, to be exact. Okay, Sebek? I was going to say Wales, so I'm just going to say... I'm just going to say England, because I know it's Wales, but it might be England. <laughs> okay, yeah, you, you, yeah, it was Wales. <laughs> yes! So that you to answer first. Yes. Crab racing. Now, here's the thing. We've all raced a crab. Not personally, we've raced two, we pitted two crabs against each other. Have we? Yeah, at the beach, you go crabbing, you pick them up, then you race and run back to the water. You've never done that? No. Nope. <laughs> You've never done a crab race? You never I've gone never to the crab race. You do crabbing, you put the crab in line in, you pull the crabs up, and then you race. Well, news to me. This is like, this is like an official sport that like I think there's like competitions held and stuff. Yeah. Okay, so well. So not just, yeah. The trouble is because you want a game theory. In my head, I'm like, that seems like quite a British thing to do. But then we don't have a lot of crabs. Well, we do have a lot of crabs, actually. That's bullshit. Um, But then I'm like, game theory, like, would Vinny pick the same place twice? It's probably not going to be in the UK again. Where do they have a lot of crustaceans? I'm going to say Australia. It's quite a British thing to think is funny. But obviously, I don't think it's in Britain because you picked Britain last time. So we're going to go for somewhere that has a semi-British culture but isn't Britain. Australia. Okay. Okay. Mork? I don't know if I can pronounce it correctly. But is it Suriname? Is that the... How how you say it? Suriname? Where'd you get that from? That is a country, yeah? That's where I think it's from, crab racing. Oh, shit. Um, Suriname is uh, South America, right? Yes, it is. I, I spotted it. Uh, it was actually invented in Tobago of Trinidad and Tobago. Okie dokie. Fair play. But Suriname is vastly closer than Australia. Yeah. So yeah. Damn. Just to mock again. See, I've been researching ridiculous sports all day and I'd heard the crab racing one and I thought it was Suriname. So I was like, oh, I bet it's that. So, <laughs> mock, wife carrying. US. Okay, that's your answer. So the thing is about wife carrying is obviously from a country where misogyny is quite funny. Um, like, oh, <laughs> like you know, where the traditional gender roles are considered to be still a bit zany. Like, oh, yeah, I fucking just carry my wife. Like, wife. <laughs> okay. US is a great shout. That yeah. fits so perfectly. If it's not the US, it's going to be Eastern Europe. I'm going to say Poland. Uh, you're both wrong. It was Scandinavia, oh. and it was Finland, actually. I was Ooh. in that neck of the woods. But Sebek still wins because he's vastly closer. Fair play. Uh, it's 2-1 to Mork so far. Right, the next one. Uh, and this time it's Sebek to answer first, right? That's me. Yep. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> I'm forgetting already. <laughs> uh, chess boxing. So this is the sport of both playing chess for one round i think you play chess for like two minutes and then you box for like a minute and then you play chess and for two minutes chess again. and it's whoever yeah. wins out of either of those whoever wins first out of either of those yeah i've seen yeah. I, I know of it um i've seen it 
it's quite a um it's one of those images that people love to show like boxing's an intelligent sport look at it chess and boxing um which is an intelligent sport but it does involve getting punched in the head um <laughs> i'm gonna say john i'm gonna say england i'm gonna say the uk i think that's the sort of thing that it's quite a gentleman's sport i feel in game with yeah. england yeah i'm gonna say england I'm going to go with my previous answer and go with, like, USA. I feel like yeah. it was... I, I feel like it was some, like, university professor. I think he read a book about it in, like, 1999 and invented it in, like, 2003 or something stupid like that. Have you read all of this? In, have you read the same article that I've I've taken all these answers from? Uh, I haven't read the same article, but I've been researching ridiculous sports... Uh, I'll have you know that base jumping, skydiving, and cave diving haven't featured on this list. However, I've been researching ridiculous sports all day, so I have heard of a few of these. So yeah, you are right with the 2003. <laughs> oh, yeah. 2003. Uh, it was inspired by a graphic sci-fi novel from 1992, but it wasn't American. It wasn't English. Ah. Oh. It was Dutch. Ah, nice. A Dutch artist. I love that Michael's argument for mine being worse is that it's not, you know, I thought outside the box. He's like, I like it in the lines. He's not on the list. It's just, it's just not, um, it's just not ridiculous. You've just Gandalfed it. That's I'm not fucking done. Gandalfed it. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> you bastard. So, cricket spitting. Oh, cricket spitting. I'd heard of cricket spitting. Damn it, where the fuck is it from? It's not... Well, I'm not going to help Seb out, actually. I'm not going to take my train of thought, because he'll be able to narrow it down. So, so cricket spitting, for those who don't know, is a sport in which contestants put a dead cricket in their mouth <laughs> and see how far they can spit it. Too much free time, I think. Oh, uh, I'm going to guess... Should have never invented writing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess Somalia. Somalia, okay. I'm going to say some, the only, when I think of crickets and doing stuff with crickets, eating crickets, spitting crickets, I think of Eastern, uh, no, I think of Southeast Asia. I think of somewhere like Cambodia um, or Laos. And I'm just going to say Cambodia. Okay. You're both really off. So this is going to be a little tricky, but. Where was it? It was US of A, Indiana, state of Indiana. US of A. Yeah, I'd say Ethiopia is closer. So Mort gets the points. Yes. Well played, well played. Sebek. Yes. Ferret legging. Is that where you put a ferret in your trousers? That's where you put a ferret in your trousers, yeah. Now, I remember seeing this in a film. And I feel like the film was set in the US of A. But, again... I'm trying to game theory here. Would Finney say the same place twice? He might. I'm going to say the USA. I just feel like when you think of the sort of nation that would shove a ferret down their trousers and see what happens, you think of the USA, don't you? That's exactly where your mind goes. I am going to say that it was invented in 1970s <laughs> by coal miners in Yorkshire, England. <laughs> it was America. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're right, Mork. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <yes. laughs> <laughs> yeah, 1970s Yorkshire, England. We did coal miners. We read the exact same article. 
<laughs> no, I didn't read that article. That's just m- might be part of my script. It might not be. I don't know. Okay, okay. Um, okay, so Mork. You better not get any more points because Sebek, he needs points. Right, I'm aware of the search. So it's 4-2 to Mork at the moment. Belly flopping. And Mork, if you get this, you win the whole thing. Belly flopping. I saw belly flopping as well because they don't actually belly flop. So what it is is you have to jump off a diving board and then it's the person who lands like as a belly flop and it's the person who can hold that position the longest before curling up into a ball. So you don't actually have to belly flop the water but it's like a test of your nerve. Where the fuck was it invented? Sweden. I don't know. I've gone with it. Sweden. I'm going to say Jamaica. Because Jamaican me crazy. That is unfortunate, Sebek. Because <laughs> it was Norway. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah! He's read the same article. This is embarrassing. He's done his research. He's done his ooh, research. Ooh, 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 ooh. Homework uh, worked out. Yes! So, yeah. Uh, Mork wins the mid-game. Um, and now let's see if you can... Uh, I don't even want to say the joke. <laughs> no, go on. <laughs> Stupid joke about, joke about drawing. <laughs> Let's not do that again. Right, you are ready to go. Now, I have a very special relationship with ridiculous sports, so when I hear Seb coming in here telling me that cool sports or dangerous sports are the most ridiculous in the world, I get very offended. I have been both a competitor and inventor of two separate ridiculous sports. I was a competitive planker back in my day, and I will post photographic evidence of this uh, on the Instagram when this episode drops. My planking escapades around school, they were impressive and they were ridiculous, something to be mocked and laughed at, but very funny. And I also invented slash co-invented probably the greatest ridiculous sport of all time. And if I could remember the rules, because it was so ridiculous, it would have been my pick. And that sport is hand tennis. And the co-inventor with me is a gentleman sat on, technically on my right of the screen that I'm looking at, Vinny. That's me. We invented hand tennis one summer using a trampoline and a garden and a clothesline and a football and we would throw it into the trampoline while someone bouncing through it back or something and then if it hits the floor you get a point and if you yeah. get a penalty penalties only count if you're not on the trampoline or something and you have to you can't stop bouncing you stop bouncing like a fucking badger each you or something i can't remember that it was ridiculous you got penalties either way um it was just easier to say penalties if you were uh, on the trampoline because it was a very it was like not half the size but like two-thirds yeah. of the size of like the the other the area core of the grass section the, the trampoline whoever's on the trampoline it was it was so much easier to score so much easier yeah. to defend it was like yeah it was really unfair when getting a victory over the trampoline side was was impressive it was all about damage control can you keep the score low enough before your turn on the trampoline to have a big enough advantage to to win the game but hand tennis yeah. was so ridiculous sports are very close to my heart and so this was a real like passionate love affair writing this script 
Um, firstly, I looked at many ridiculous sports. The first one I looked at was ferret legging. As previously mentioned, was invented in the 1970s by coal miners in England. And what they would do is put a ferret down their trousers and longest one to keep the ferret in their wins. Classic. Great rules. Um, the next sport I looked at uh, was called shin kicking. Oh yeah, I saw and that. This is a sport. I've seen this. this is a sport where co- it, this comes from again the United Kingdom. Uh, this was invented in the 17th century, and it involves two people kicking each other in the shins until one falls to the ground. And it has been called the English martial art. So you know, <laughs> that's that's embarrassing for our nation. I think. <laughs> but do you know what shin kicking actually inspired a real life proper fully fledged professional sport that is being now held by the ufc have the rights to a championship of this sport it's exactly the same as shin kicking except it's called power slapping and it's the same thing two people stand across the table and you take it in turns to slap each other across the face as hard as you can with the intention of knocking the other person unconscious i nearly picked this because it's probably the only ridiculous sport to be made professional these guys are professional fighters if you can call just standing there taking a slap to the face fighting yeah it's pretty funny not seen the rocky films it's quite good when you just see some like skinny little mank guy with a shaved head come up against some russian six foot nine bear uh you know who's gonna win instantly <laughs> do they not have um weight categories does it look like it because <laughs> these guys <laughs> get fucking annihilated <laughs> it's a professional sport but it's not that big a professional sport <laughs> yeah i heard dana white's been into it for a while he's been practicing with his wife yeah yeah i think they Ooh, put that on relevant. Put the, they put their events on hold because of that debacle <laughs> Fucking no bad. The next sport that I nearly picked was my dear favourite, and the reason why I wanted to do ridiculous sports is a sport called cheese rolling or cheese wheeling. And again, you guessed it, it was invented in the UK. Make haste, chaps. Just to say, the UK is hands down the absolute definitive goat of inventing ridiculous sports. There's yeah. no question about it. Like a, th- a, thir- uh, a third of all the sports on the the article that I got, all the uh, things for for the dumb game were from England, so I couldn't use them. I was like, I can only use one because I don't want to have more than yeah. one English. And I even like, I had one Welsh one as well. So like, <laughs> yeah, there's so many stupid things come from England. It's because it's just so steeped in tradition, going back like hundreds or thousands of years. And it is a bit like cheese rolling. Cheese rolling is a sport and a tradition which involves contestants running down an incredibly steep hill in Gloucestershire to catch a wheel of cheese. No one has ever caught the wheel of cheese. Uh, because it's been clocked at over 70 miles an hour going down this hill. It is a tradition that goes back centuries, maybe even to Roman times. Broken bones and injuries are a absolute guarantee. Footage of cheese rolling is something that mine and Kieran's Facebook chat would be proud of. But there have never been any fatalities in cheese rolling, hence why it still exists now. However, after all of this deliberation through all of these sports, including hand tennis and planking, I settled on one particular sport, which is just downright the most ridiculous, the most stupid, unreasonable to be mocked at or laughed at sport in the world. And that is extreme ironing. (laughs) He's brought it out, the big guns. According to the Extreme Ironing Bureau, extreme ironing 
is the latest danger sport that combines the thrills of an extreme outdoor activity with the satisfaction of a well-pressed shirt. So what is extreme ironing? It's really cringe. It's It's so cringe. It's really simple. It's so simple. It's an extreme sport where the goal is to iron clothes in the most extreme locations possible. On top of mountains, underwater, while surfing, also while base jumping, jumping from airplanes, or bungee jumping. So it's taking base jumping and making even more ridiculous by doing it ironing clothes. That's so edgy. Now... It was invented by a guy named Phil Shaw in 1997, and I'll give you one fucking guess as to where he's from. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, he's from England, boy. We are some crazy bastards. He came home from a hard day's work at the textile factory one day, looked at his stack of iron and thought, fuck that, I'd rather go rock climbing. Uh, bingo, got a great idea. I'll take my ironing board and iron and clothes with me rock climbing. <laughs> That's a terrible and idea. just like that, extreme ironing was born. <laughs> Why did he think to do that? That's a <laughs> terrible idea. What, what was the point? Because <laughs> it's ridiculous, Vinny. You're laughing at it. You're mocking it. It's I am ridiculous. It. You're right. It is ridiculous. He took the idea around the world and he managed to convince some crazy guys from another crazy country like Germany that they should all band together and create Extreme Ironing International, the Extreme Ironing official body of the sport. Worldwide. Worldwide. That's probably the craziest thing Germany's ever done. I I can't think of a crazier thing that Germany's done. No. I think Extreme Ironing's the most ridiculous crazy thing they've ever done. Especially not two crazy things that they've done. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Quick succession. (laughs) (laughs) Now... Extreme mining is branched off, and there are actually some subcategories of extreme mining, such as bungee ironing, where people genuinely bungee jump and iron clothes at the same time. Yes, it's no, real. No, they don't. They yes, jump there are with videos iron. They of it. hold it. They don't actually iron anything. It's just a prop. They do iron it. It's a prop. They bungee, and they iron at the bottom, and they bungee back yeah, up. It's a prop. No one's actually doing any ironing. They're scored on the quality of crease at the bottom, Seb. <laughs> So explain to me how that's not ironing, please. <laughs> you can't. So shut up. Right. Let me get back to it. Fair play. I mean, I wasn't expecting that. In 2002, the very first Extreme Ironing Championships were held, where teams from six different countries and three teams from Great Britain competed for the title. There were many events. There were five events. There was Urban, which included ironing, in and around or on top of or whatever in a broken car. Uh, Water ironing, which was a fast-flowing river, was built and competitors could use surfboards, canoes or rubber rings to help them. So they could either surf while ironing, go down a canoe, rubber ring, whatever you want, be as fucking crazy and ridiculous as possible. Uh, Forest, which was climbing up a huge tree and ironing on top of that. Uh, louder or lauder I'm not really sure on the pronunciation there but English isn't my forte uh, which was a purpose built climbing wall where ironists had to climb up the top and then iron a t-shirt and then freestyle and freestyle was anything goes you could fucking bungee jump skydive triple backflip iron upside down whatever it's mining your in-laws yeah extreme ironing would definitely be Steve-O's favourite sport I'm just going to say it 
Rest in peace. He's not dead. You can't just say that. <laughs> what is Steve-O's favourite sport? I can just Google that. What is Steve-O? It definitely would have been if he was still here. <laughs> he is still here, but... Yeah, I know. I didn't say he was dead. <laughs> the way you phrased it made it sound like he was dead. He quite likes American football. Oh, right. <laughs> Good to know. Equally is ridiculous because nothing to do with feet. So it's not it's not Steve O's. So we can just can we just wipe that off the record? It wouldn't be sure. Steve O's favourite sport because it isn't. Fine. Minus minus one point for me. Fine. <gasps> minus anyway. Five. Competitors were tested on their abilities to cope with five arduous ironing tasks on a variety of different fabrics and in different environments. A seventy strong contingent gathered in a muddy field to combine the often mundane household task with extreme pursuits such as rock climbing. The British team prepared for the championship in different locations such as Ben Nevis, Scaffold Pike and Snowdon with hopes of winning the illustrious prizes, a holiday in Hawaii and a washing machine. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Great Britain won gold and bronze at this event. No surprise. Now, other notable achievements in the extreme ironing world because unlike cheese wheeling or ferret legging extreme ironing is a sport where it's tangible the achievements of other competitors ferret legging is ridiculous but you know there's not like a ferret legging book of records no one's holding anyone up and saying you're the greatest ferret legger of all time how do you score because extreme ironing's so vague like how do you pit those so like say i go and extreme iron i jump out of a plane and do some ironing you go stop them out and do some ironing how do you pit those two that how is that a sport i would categorize it in different ways like can you be the highest person to iron the best clothes or travel the fastest and do the best clothes so if you were skydiving, someone would have to skydive higher or faster than you while getting much more perfect creases in their clothing. But surely, like, you could say that with a ferret, you could just see how long you could keep a ferret down your trousers. But that's so niche, like cheese rolling. You know, it's not about the skill of the competitors. You can't, like, be like, I'm going to be the greatest cheese roller of all time. You're never going to catch that cheese. It's just ridiculous for the sake of ridiculousness. But extreme ironing has got tangible skills that you can apply to the sport, such as you can be an accomplished cave diver, scuba diver, free water diver, mountaineer, rock climber, base jumper, skydiver, fucking land speed record holder doing ironing in your thrust 250, whatever. You have tangible, proper, real-world sports skills that you can apply to extreme ironing. And as long as you whip out an ironing board and iron and a t-shirt, you're happy days and good to go. Which just sets it apart from other ridiculous sports. Not like base jumping, obviously it's not a ridiculous sport. But other ridiculous sports such as ferret legging and cheese rolling. So some of the greatest achievements in the extreme mining world include... In 2003, three dudes from the UK ironed a Union Jack at the summit of Mount Everest. 17,000 feet above sea level. The highest anybody has ever ironed clothing. That's definitely not the highest they've ever ironed clothing, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> he smoked Buffalo the candle weed. Buffalo <laughs> <laughs> gonna have a field day with this. <laughs> What's that video where he's like, I smoke the green herb. I've been smoking the green, the ganja herb. Smoke the green ganja herb. The Lord put it in the earth. It is a healthy herb. You gotta smoke the green sticky sticky. 
kills that fan. Sam hides. Sam hides. Yeah. Um, in in two thousand and eight, a team of seventy two divers ironed underwater for the world record of simultaneous underwater ironing. The record was broken a year later when eighty six divers did the same. Yes, Sebek. How do they iron underwater? Because if the shirt's wet, they're not ironing. I have that question as well. They're just that's a prop at that point. Well, yeah, but it, I don't know. I, I don't know the definition of ironing. I'm just telling you the definition of extreme ironing. I just think this is the most needy thing I've ever heard. It's just such. It's a cry. What for is help. it? Is it just someone's turned a cry for help into a sport? Is it? I'm sorry. Is it just? Is it just plain ridiculous, Seb? No. Is that what you're saying? It's just ridiculous. It's I think it's, it's just... Okay, Seb, it's ridiculous. I'm going to have to ask you to calm down and let, let Mork finish his presentation. Thank you. It's needy That's your, fir- that's your first warning. <laughs> oh! He's choked you out of here. <laughs> yes, giving you a yellow card there, mate. In 2011... Jason Blair was filmed ironing on the M1 motorway while it was closed because of a fire. Extreme ironing. In 2012, ironing pioneer Phil Shaw, otherwise known as Steam. They didn't even call him an ironeer. Carry on. (laughs) In 2012, ironeer Phil Shaw, otherwise known as Steam, ran the Hastings Half Marathon with an ironing board on his back and ironing various garments of clothing along the way. Donald's proud. In conclusion, extreme ironing is easily the most ridiculous sport of all time. It is easily the most stupid or unreasonable and deserving to be laughed at sport in the world. It combines some of the already hardest and most dangerous sports in the world, such as mountain climbing, rock climbing deep sea diving, bungee jumping, base jumping. It combines all of these things and adds another silly, ridiculous element, something so mundane like ironing. But the ironing actually adds to the challenge. Ask any diver or mountain climber or base jumper if their sport would be harder if they had to carry an iron, ironing board, and clothes, and iron them along the way, and then be judged on the quality of ironing increases at the end, and I'm sure they'd probably tell you to fuck off. That's ridiculous. But I absolutely love it, and it's the goat. Thank you. Very nice. Cringe. <laughs> I have a question for you, Sebag, actually. Yeah. So, obviously a sport needs to have competition, because that, or else it's just an activity at that point. So where does the competition come from base jumping? It sounds more like an achievement, like where you say you get the B, the A, the S, the E, then you are a certified base jumper. I think it's a sport in the sense that, I don't know, something like bungee jumping is a sport. Or, I mean, if it, the thing is, if extreme ironing is a sport, then base jumping is by default a sport because there is no like. I would argue there are competitions for. Uh, well, there ironing. are there are competitions in base jumping. They hold like annual competitions about like who can jump from the highest. There's a lot of it to do with low low opening. So like how low, far you can fall before you open your shoot is like a. I think that's like the main competitive element. Which, that's so again, fucking bad. That makes it even more ridiculous. <laughs> that's um, so bad. 
<laughs> like people that is like the that. main no well that's the thing that's why it's so stupid that's why so many people die um is yeah a lot of the kind of competitive element is about making this already dangerous thing even more ridiculously dangerous by like pulling your shoot late high like low opening is pretty much i think the competitive factor i watched some videos and like people are just wanking off about how low they pulled their shoots and like in some of the videos like people are like within talking distance before they pull their shoots like they do what's known as a flare where you um you have to like pull up as you pull your shoot and like kind of skim the ground to take out the momentum and you kind of land quite hard um some of the really like low opening guys do that and like the lowest um base jump in the world is 29 meters it was done by you know felix baumgartner the guy who jumped from space He also jumped off of Christ the Redeemer in um, in Rio de Janeiro, which is 29 meters. And it was so low that he basically had to like he just hit the ground Um, like he hit (laughs) the ground slightly slower than he would have done had he not been wearing half a parachute. But like the shoe (laughs) didn't like fully deploy and he just had to like literally the moment he jumps, he has to yank it and start like coming into like a swoop. And that's how they do it. But yeah, it's all about like low opening. It is a comp- it's a competitive sport for sure. Mm, okay, so yeah, okay, so it does check the box for being a sport, but does it check the box of being ridiculous? It's certainly stupid base jumping. I would also say iron- ironing in a volcano is is also quite stupid. They're both stupid, mm. but are they both ridiculous? I think it's laughably stupid. That's why I think it's ridiculous. It's so dumb. It's so dangerous. It's completely unnecessary. And it is, it's ridiculous, I think. See, I don't know if I'd find it humorous. I just find it worrying. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's a, a slightly morbid sense of humor on my part, but I do find it a bit funny. <laughs> a bit funny. <laughs> how cool they are. That's how funny it is. <laughs> I also kind of want to do it. And I don't know why. There's something Please slightly don't. like... It's, it's like it just sounds like the ultimate adrenaline junkie uh activity or sport but what's weird is i find it less scary of an idea than jumping out of a plane and i don't know why i think there's something about the ground makes it seem less scary whereas jumping hmm. out of a plane i feel like i what would fuck me up with a plane is the journey up if you could teleport me into a plane that was already up and say jump out i would do it but there's no way i'm getting through that 25 minute climb without having an absolute mental breakdown Oh, at Dunk as well, it's like it gets up the fastest. It's like eight minutes or something. It's rapid. Eight Ooh. minutes is too long. I'd be clawing the guy's eyes out who's on the back of me. I would be freaking out. Is that because of the the uh, the, the build-up is scarier than the actual thing? I, don't, I, I would imagine so. For me, the anxiety of mm. waiting would kill me. It's also how, like, I was reading recently, like, you can go and it might take you, like, three days in a row to do your actual jump. You're just waiting for the weather, waiting for the plane. Yeah. By that point, I'd be home. It's not very scary. It's really not scary. It's nice and tranquil. Like, when you're falling, it's like... And you're like, oh my fucking God! Ah! But then, like, it's so weird because the second the shoot gets pulled, it goes from that, like, chaos and exhilarating to absolute silence. Like, I've never heard silence like that in my entire life. And stillness. And it's like, it happens within a millisecond that chaos to the tranquility and it's just it's like wow that is Mm. incredibly i don't know relaxing it's so nice the journey back down is awesome as well i would like to do it in my lifetime 
it does sound very fun. I will say it's it's quite funny how like, for example, if I'm on a plane because I'm deathly afraid of heights, I'm really bad with heights. Yeah, you and if are. I'm if I'm on a plane and it's like going up and I look out the window, then I'm like my palms get so sweaty because I'm just like, oh my god, I like if I suddenly magically fell through the floor right now, I would just be dead. But then there's a certain <laughs> point, maybe it's above the clouds, maybe it's just about you know just below the clouds when everything gets so tiny that i stop being scared because i've got no reference for how high i That's am it. yeah you know what i mean like if i'm on top of like a building i'm gonna be shitting myself but if i'm on you know like how the high uh, an airplane goes a commercial airplane like i'm fine like i'm like oh it's really fun to look out the window it's yeah. interesting See, I how that think happens the, i would feel that right maybe right until i got to the door and then i would be so aware of how fucking high it was. I mean, maybe when I get to the door, then I'll be like, can we go da- back down, please? But I'm sure they no, just push me out at that point. <laughs> yeah, they just push you out anyway. Like, and you don't really it. think about it. You just, if you just relax and just let them, just let them get on with it. Like you just, you're fine. Like you don't have a, ch- with tandem skydives, you don't really actually even have a choice. You can be as scared as you want. They're just, they just, someone else is jumping for you effectively. You're strapped to somebody's front like a fucking baby carrier. They're jumping out of the plane. You're just along for the ride and just let yourself go. It's fine. I might. I think I could probably do it if I closed my eyes from the moment I got on the plane. Hmm. Just don't look out the window. Like they're talking to you and they're like distracted. They're like, oh yeah, so we got to do this, we got to do that. We run through the little drill again. Like pat you on the shoulders. By that time, you're already up and their doors open. It's going, and you're like, let's fucking go, boy. Woo! But I think I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie, hence my planking days, which is why I sort of really enjoy it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Okay, just for that, you're disqualified base jumping wins. No, 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 no. No, you said that, you said that. Do you know what? I, um, I, I'm, I can't even get on a roller coaster. The anxiety, again, but it's the line. I, I, if you could just, if I could go into like a and a ban like a closed off place and just go like straight onto all the rides i would do it but waiting mm. for an hour to get on a ride i will i know i will bitch out i know i will it's too long i can't do it what about when we go to butlins in a couple of weeks mate i'm not going on a roller coaster there aren't any roller coasters you're gonna go on the like little flyer thing like sit on the seat and it flies you around absolutely fucking not are you joking leo goes on it yeah he's, he's a kid he's like water park Buttons. Yeah, I'll go down. Uh, Water slides don't, they're not the same for me. That's gravity. Yeah. It doesn't count. But like the height of. The, I, it's a pretty dark one, though. I don't care about the dark. I just don't <laughs> it's, like it's, it's No, but it like sinks you in this sinkhole. It's like a. You know, one of them, like where you spin about and then you just go like, get sucked in the hole. You, Jen, Leo, and Lucy are having a holiday at Butlins, and I'm literally in my head, I'm just going on a fishing holiday. I'm taking my fishing stuff. Love going fishing. Uh, I will actually fish every night. Every night. We should go early in the morning, yeah. Yeah, fish every morning. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, that leaves me with a choice. Do I pick B-A-S-E jumping, as I'm going to start calling it now, just to be annoying? <laughs> or am I going to pick extreme ironing? See, with extreme ironing, it knows where it is. It's 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 definitely a sport. They hold competitions, and it's definitely ridiculous. Like the idea of it, it's funny. I di- I didn't even I I remember just read it, seeing extreme ironing once and being like, ha, that's ridiculous. I didn't read into it. Like I didn't, but like it is mm. interesting. Like all the things they do and the fact that it like, combines a lot of different 
uh, adrenaline-seeking uh, activities. Um, that's actually like more interesting than I thought it would be. I, I thought it'd be literally like a couple blokes in fucking Norway decided to uh, iron their sh- shirt on a like mountain or a volcano and and now it's a thing no. you know that's why it's so ridiculous it takes these already fully fledged extreme sports and just makes them silly makes them ridiculous by ironing on the other on the other hand base jumping or base jumping <laughs> for you kids for you fellow kids i'm not entirely convinced it's ridiculous i'd say it's more dumb and stupid and you shouldn't really do that, but I guess if you've got nothing else to live for, go for it. But what's the synonym for those words? Dumb, stupid, ridiculous. It's stu- ridiculous and stupid are similar, but ridiculous is to be laughed at. I don't think base jumping's. I don't find it funny. Absurd. It's it's not absurd exactly. It's it's just dumb. I think it is. I think it's absurdly dangerous. Well, you can have your opinions. That's okay, but mine's the one that matters. <laughs> I can't have my opinions, not anymore, fucking, just all fucking snowflakes these days, I can't say anything, I tell you. Well, that, that leaves me to crown Mork as this, today's victor, base jumping is the goat ridiculous sport, thank you very much for playing. What, you said base jumping? Did I say base jumping? I meant the other one. <laughs> Did you do that again? Oh no, oh no, oh no, 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 no. And on that bombshell, (laughs) (laughs) let's just end it there. Are you not redoing it? (laughs) I think it's funnier if I don't. Yeah, I I agree. (laughs) No, but it is extreme ironing, though, isn't it? So anyway, thanks very very much for listening and and, and all watching. (laughs) Um, Thanks for the win. Um, I really appreciate it. Right, uh, yeah, so see you next, next time for Goat Animated Show. And nice. uh, if you haven't already, like us on Facebook, subscribe to our Instagram, and uh, watch our videos on YouTube, please. Please. <laughs> see you a bit. Love you, bye. Love, Love you, bye. bye. <laughs> Let's not make that a thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's really I've been doing that for ages. Let's just not that. make that a I've thing. I've done that every episode. No.